Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast, The Horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. And you can check out our website at ohthehorrorpodcast.com for our full catalog, social media links, and all that jazz. All that jazz. <laughs> Episode 94. Here we are, back at the beginning. I know, we're six away from the hundred, the Century Club. The Hundies. Yeah, the Hundies. How are we going to celebrate? I don't know. Shall I, don't, I make a cake? I don't even know what episode 100 is, like, right off the top of my head. Yeah, me neither. Even though we just went through, like, yeah. the, the gauntlet of the... The gauntlet? Not the gauntlet! Not the gauntlet! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no! <laughs> so, uh, for a precursor for everyone, if you're new to listening uh, to us, this is Ouija Boards Part 2. Part 2. Yep. So, as a... Uh, if you want to put a pause... And you want to listen to part one, it's season one, episode nine. Got it. Episode nine in our our first year. Yes. We did the original uh, Ouija boards. We did. We decided to do part two Mm -hmm. uh, for a couple reasons. Well, actually, it was inspired by the Ouija board museum in Salem. Correct. Uh, And also, Ouija boards is one of our top episodes. It's not the top. Right. But it does get a lot of traffic. So we went and it inspired a rule. It, it did. started the rules. It started the rule, the first yes. rule. Yeah, which turned to well, what we're at 8. What we have now at 8. <laughs> so, but yeah, the big inspiration of this, we are in Salem and Salem has what's called the Salem Witchboard Museum. And it's full of uh witchboards and Ouija boards. And if you're in Salem this month, Yes. As we're doing all this, mm-hmm. this would be in October. Uh, it's at 127 Essex Street. Yes. In Salem, Mass. It's located inside Remember Salem. Yes. So when you go into Remember Salem, you'll go through the store and where the register is behind the register. Yes. Is the doorway. Is the Salem Witchboard Museum. Yep. yep. We went in there a ton of times and never even knew that, that it existed. Was there. Yep. It's a hidden gem in Salem. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Salem, it's uh it's a few bucks to go in there. Yeah. It's and very it's small. Self-guided. It's self-guided. It's a room. Yep. Uh but there's like I, maybe an L-shaped room, if I remember correctly. Tiny little alcove. L ish type thing, but it's a small area. Mm-hmm. I mean, five people would be fairly cr- I would five people yeah, would start would be to be pushing it. Yeah. Crowded, mm-hmm. you know. But they have a ton of witch boards Seriously. and Ouija boards. Yes. I would say, without knowing precisely, uh, and I was going through the pictures that we took, um, which I'm going to post on on the Facebook group. Right, yes. Uh, the I'd say probably, they have probably 30 to 40 witch boards and Ouija boards in there. They, they're all over the walls. Yep, they're, yep. Uh, they've in got cases. some antique ones and cases that are really, really old. Uh, 
it was one of those like familiar surprises mm -hmm. that Salem gives you that like you just wouldn't see coming, but you're in there and you're like, yeah, yeah this makes Salem. all the sense in the world. This yeah. is Salem. Where else would this be? Exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's cool in that regard. So if you're there or you're heading there, definitely check it out. Check it out. Check it out. It's a uh, Salem Witchboard Museum. I want to give them a proper props and promo because yeah. they're they're helping us a lot with this ep episode without them knowing it. Right. Yeah. But uh, I really send your business there. It's one twenty seven Essex Street in Salem, and it's located inside Remember Salem. Correct. Go uh, there to get your butter beer. Yep. The brief uh, history of the Witchboard uh, Museum is owned and operated by a John Kozik. Yes. a founding member of the Talking Board Historical Society. And uh, he was working with these other members, and they just decided to uh, just preserve and uncover the history around the Talking Board. Right, yes. And uh, the items contained in the museum are from his personal collection or donated to the museum for display and educational purposes. Right. Uh, John is also available for speaking uh, engagements on uh, the historical impacts and things like that of the uh, Ouija board. And I was thinking maybe at some point, if he would be so inclined, Might that'd be, be one of our very few guests that we would yeah. maybe uh, go through with and do Ouija board part three. <laughs> and uh, I mean, let's be honest, there's enough there. <laughs> So we have Ouija board. We have Ouija board part two, the sequel, and maybe Ouija board part three forever. What we should have done know. is Ouija board, Ouija boards, and then Ouija boards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they have a website. It's uh, Salem Witchboard Museum, and they have a form uh, that you can fill out where if you have uh, uh, some Ouija boards that are either historical, old, mm -hmm. uh, they'll definitely talk to you about taking them off your hands. Mm -hmm. If you have one and uh, you just don't want to touch it and you don't want anything right. to deal with it, let them know, fill out the form. They'll mm -hmm. get in touch with you and uh, either they'll work with somebody or uh, I don't know exactly how they do it, but they have a form with that. Uh, mm -hmm. If you have some and you just don't know how to get it out of your, out of your hands. You know? So what if, what if you have... I don't want to call it a haunted board, mm -hmm. but a tainted board. Yeah. Where, say, you were careless mm -hmm. or foolish. Yeah. And we're like, this is just a game. After all, Parker Brothers is yeah. selling this shit. You can get it anywhere. Mm -hmm. What could possibly go wrong? And shit goes wrong. Would yeah. they take a uh, a tainted board like that? No, I think that's the whole point of the form is they'll talk to you about it and they'll help you get rid of a board that you're okay. intimidated by yeah. or concerned about. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it seemed very warm and welcoming process of right. if you're trying to get rid of a board. Got or, a board? You know, given your problems? Reach out yeah. to us. I always we'll felt, help you. I always felt they needed that Ghostbusters uh, ad. You know, Got the, ghosts? <laughs> So just a brief definition. Uh, Ouija, Wait, do we have, are we going to do sources? You can do sources. Okay, I have Amazing Catechists, Ouija Boards, Portals of Evil okay. by Mary Ellen Barrett. 
And theconversation.com, How the Ouija Board Got Its Sinister Reputation by Joseph Laycock. Okay. I pulled a lot of my stuff from our previous episode. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of it, just some, Mm -hmm. just to get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Salem Witch Board Museum itself. Uh, So, yeah, just a brief bit of it. Like I said, if you really uh, are jumping ahead on this, I really recommend episode nine. Ouija yes. boards. We really went in depth on the history of them, what they are, they where they started. came from, how they started. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a trademark of Hasbro. Uh, the term Ouija, O U I J A, but is often used generically to refer to any talking board. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've been known as spirit boards, talking boards, flat boards. Uh, they're marked generally with the letters of the alphabet, numbers zero through nine. And, and the words yes and no. If I remember correctly, before it became a spirit board and all of that, it was planchette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the planchette is the uh, the piece that, it's that movable piece. Yes, yes. That'll help you spell out these messages. Mm-hmm. So they get a seance-like type setting, and they'll put their hands or mostly their fingers on the planchette. Correct. And it, uh, it, it appears to, to move about the board to spell out these words. They actually go back a long time in theory. Yes. And this is where you get into automatic writing methods and things Correct. like that. That dates back to 1100 AD during the Song Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was methods of uh, medium spirit writing. This was in the ancient India, Greece, Rome, and medieval Europe. And basically what we're getting at here is divination tools, reading right, tea correct. leaves, ashes, writing with ashes. And this became a huge obsession with spiritualism during American 19th century. Correct. Uh, there was this large belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. And this whole big movement brought in a major swing into contacting spirits at seances, automatic yep. writing. They would do the table turning parties and you know, participants would place their hands on a table and the table would be shaking and rattling all over the place. And and this was a point where people may be unfamiliar with history, which I always find these things interesting, but this was, people were craving for peace at that time. Yes. Average lifespan was less than 50 years old. And this varied uh, with women dying during childbirth, disease, loss of life during war. So was there was this natural, just internal instinct for people to want to reach out and yes. talk to the people they've lost and, you know, just kind of, again, find peace in that time of strife and, Correct, and, yes. and a lot of dying. Uh, I want to briefly get into, and this is, uh, again, part one really gets into this. The scientific explanation for the Ouija board is known as the ideomotor effect. Mm-hmm. And that's this example of an unconscious involuntary physical movement and science basically says that we move and react when we're not even trying to move and react and the appeal of the ideomotor effect is that you actually may be communicating with something you can't typically access but in science it's your own subconscious right that's yes. what you're tapping into yeah and you're this, moving the planchette you're spelling out the thing yeah you're doing, you're doing all it. of this yes. even though you don't know it mm-hmm. and this creates this experience that would feel like you're communicating with something paranormal and unknown so 
It's um, too bad they didn't do like a legit experiment where they got like, I don't know, a Ouija board. <laughs> and yeah. they were like, well, let's sit down and mm-hmm. see what all the fuss is about. And that's that's more, like I said, our our first episode, episode nine yep. with Ouija boards. Uh, you get more of we deep dive deeper into that, the science we of sure it. We sure do, yeah. But I wanted to kind of refresh it up yes. for those that. You know, I think at the end of the day, we can thank the Fox sisters, Kate and Maggie Fox, because mm. they were the 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 crux of that whole spiritualist movement. Yeah, and it began in Hydesville, New York, in 1848, and it was because they started hearing a series of mysterious raps in their tiny home, which no one could con- could discern where these raps were coming from. And they manifested pretty much wherever these sisters were. So with no apparent source, the raps were attributed to spirits and they appeared to respond to the sisters' questions. And this made the Fox sisters overnight celebrities. And spiritualism, a religious movement based on communicating with the dead, was born. And then spiritualism spread across the Atlantic and into the South and into Southern America, but its popularity surged in the wake of the Civil War. The bloodiest war in American history left many families grieving Mm -hmm. and longing for ways to speak with their lost loved ones, and many sought the comfort from spirit mediums. People like the Fox sisters, who allegedly were able to talk to the dead. Mm -hmm. And in 1893, spiritualism became an official religious denomination And in 1897, the New York Times reported that spiritualism had 8 million followers worldwide. So from the start, Christian critics claimed spiritualism was just thinly disguised witchcraft. Spiritualists were rarely dark or morbid, however. Mm -hmm. And then spiritualist writer Andrew Jackson Davis even challenged the very idea of hell, asserting that all spirits can enter a blissful, quote-unquote, summer land, in the afterlife, spiritualists also supported progressive causes, including, at the time, abolition, temperance, and women's suffrage. And these were huge, like, polarizing. Oh, those were big ideas. Boy. Yes. Yeah. So in their heyday, the spiritualists developed numerous techniques and devices for talking to the dead. Early spiritualists engaged in a practice called alphabet calling, in which someone rattled off the alphabet until the spirit rapped to indicate a specific letter. Mm -hmm. And this labored method created demand for a more efficient way of communicating with the dead. Because, you know, that's an awful lot of letters to get through, especially if the letter happens to be Z. Yeah. You gotta go through all of them. So (laughs) some mediums engaged in automatic writing, Mm -hmm. and the medium would enter a trance-like state and allow the spirits to guide their hand as they wrote messages um, and this phenomena also you can find in um, featured fil- feature films. Yeah. Uh, French spiritualist Alan Kardec reported that during an 1853 seance, literally a sitting or session talking to spirits, the spirit suggested that the participants stick a pencil through an upside-down basket. This allowed everyone to place their hands on the basket to help the spirits guide the pencil across the paper. The basket evolved into a device called a planchette, 
from the French plancha, meaning board. And by 1886, spiritualists had developed the planchette further. The pencils were discarded, and the planchette was paired with a board with the alphabet written on it. There were numerous models of these talking boards, and Brandon Hodge is the foremost historian of these automatic writing devices with a private collection of over 200 planchettes as well as talking boards and other seance apparatus. And then we get into the Canard Company and yeah. them taking over. But by the 20th century, spiritualism's popularity had begun to wane, mm-hmm. partly due to the work of frauds. And I believe it, it was determined that even the Fox sisters, who were the beginning of, yeah. of all of this, like, I, I believe the rapping was one of the sisters, like, it, there she was, could make her ankle crack or yeah, something. Yeah, there was foul play yeah. stuff going on. And, like, Kennard, uh Charles Kennard with the Kennard Novelty Company, which was out of uh, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, this is late 1800s, was actually the first person to manufacture what we see as, like, the Ouija board. Yes. And he worked with others on the idea as early as 1886. And then he would open his own factory in 1890 and was selling, uh, yet these were unnamed Ouija boards and these were the witch boards. Yes. Yep. That uh, people claim of before that. And uh, yeah, it's exciting in that regard that they would be doing that and. Like, as you were mentioning, this is that it's starting to go out of phase. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's commercialized now and all this stuff. You know, it became a gimmick. Yeah, it I mean, did. literally is what it was. It and did. And then you have William uh, Fold, uh, name is uh, synonymous with Ouija board. And the Fold family were actually responsible for manufacturing the board for over 70 years before they ultimately sold the rights to Parker Brothers. Correct, yes. Now, there's an interesting story with that. The name... Is still occasionally printed on the boards to this day. And the Ouija board told William Fudd to build a new factory yes. for production of the game. Yes. And then he fell from the roof, roof of, of the a building in 1927 and died, died from his injuries. Yep. And as he laid on his deathbed, he made his children promise to never sell it. Here we are. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And and, oh, go ahead. It's funny that... <laughs> The more things change, the more they stay the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. essentially. I'm just going to throw this out here. Mm-hmm. If you're just going along in your day-to-day and either you're doing something or participating in something or you're just sitting there and all of a sudden you've got this, I need to, I got to build this building. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, Okay. You build said building, you know, maybe before you build said building, you just like take a second and be like, why? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, in the end, it didn't work out so well for him. Yeah. Yeah. You think the board would have saw that coming? I think the board knew exactly what was coming. Yeah. Yeah. And the board was like, I don't need you. I'm going to be famous with you or without you. I don't need you. Just yeah. here, build the building so that I can get out there. Yeah. I really need to like spread my roots. Yeah. Explore I really the... need to like explore the space. And 
This guy's like, okay, I'll build a factory. We can crank these out like widgets. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, no, I made a horrible mistake. I'm dead. Like, yeah, 20 seconds, just like 20 seconds of reflection. You know, like maybe something telling you to do something may not have the best intentions. Well, I think sometimes just the randomest things you can connect like with this. This is where, you know, I, I dread the day when we're going to do a numerology episode. I say it all the time, but it's like, a coming guys. <laughs> just, yeah. And I get ready for the rants. You might need a handle oh, set seriously. of handlebars for that. But it's the same thing with this. I mean, like even the naming of the board, Helen Peters, no, Noseworthy, uh, 1851 to 1940 is considered the mother of Ouija board. Mm -hmm. And Helen was a strong medium and she asked the unnamed talking witch board mm -hmm. what it would like to be called. Yeah. And the board spelled out O-U-I-J-A, which is a weird word. You know, yeah. like, it's just like, yeah. let's take ourselves back before we've had Ouija just planted in our minds. Correct, yes. Let's erase all that just for a moment. Yeah. Let's pretend. Let's pretend that it's word never happened. 1880s. Yeah. And you're like, you got this board it's with the letters. It's a board, a yeah. talking board. Yeah. And I'm going to ask what its name is. And it goes, O-U-I-J-A. What the fuck is that? Do you think they were like, you know, and then they had to, oh, oh, uh, oh, 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 which at that time. And then isn't there another story where we and ja is yes and no? You know, I was going to look into that, and I, I ran out of time. I'm going to be honest with I you. Think I, I think we already looked into it, we and it have. was in the first episode. It could be in the first episode. So go back, yeah. check out our Ouija board episode. Strike that. Reverse it. Yeah. Fact check us yeah. with our own episode. Fact check us with our own, with our own facts. <laughs> yeah. So she helped to get the board patented, but she was denied by multiple inspectors. Uh, the chief patent officer took an interest in the device. And as the story goes, he assured the pair that if the device could spell out his name, unknown to Bond and Peters, mm -hmm. that he would award them the patent. And the board is said to have just done that. And that's how, that's the history of that. Yeah. And we're supposed to believe that they, they these guys. They didn't pay off somebody to. Yeah. Or whatever. You know. So. Well, and I got to laugh at that because like here they're trying to get these people to patent it. And then he's just like, well, you know, if it spells out my name, which they don't know my name, but they want me to approve the patent. It's like, yeah, but okay. It's just a weird. But all right. I mean, I can second, entertain let's it. Let's entertain this. Yeah. After the last two years, I'll fucking believe anything. Right. <laughs> so you're sitting there and you're like, say your name is something really weird and random, mm -hmm. like. I don't know. Like Ouija? Waja? Yeah, right? Yeah. Or, I don't know, Xavier. Yeah. Which yeah. was probably super popular at that time. Yeah. So let's just go, let's go with Bob. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah. If, about, the board, if the board can spell out my name, I'll yeah. give you their 
the pant, and the two guys are like, "All okay, right, okay, Bob." Yeah, can you, uh, hey, board, can you uh, spell out this dude's name? And it's like B O B, and the guy's like, "Do you think there was a second where he was like, I'm gonna shit my pants? Like, there's no way these guys don't know my name. Yeah, how could the board know my name?" I think at that moment I would be like, fuck your patent. What the hell just happened here? Yeah. Are we just going to glaze over the fact that this stupid little board knows my name? Mm. I would have been like, yeah, now how about um, yeah. we've got an incinerator. It's right over here. Why don't we take this? We'll just put it in that we'll incinerator. Yeah. And come up with a different well, yeah. idea. Yeah. Why don't you guys do something else? Have you ever heard of chutes and ladders? You know, exactly. I mean, that's like, yeah. 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 Candyland. Yeah. Let's try that. Let's just do. Let's just do. We'll a, do some colors. Yeah. We'll, we'll have some cards. Yeah. We'll have some cute little creatures. Why don't we do something everybody likes? Chinese checkers, you know, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. No, there's a lot of leap of leaps of faith there, you know. I don't think it's a leap of faith. No, I'm saying to get through that story, to get through that. Like, I'm surprised people would read that and they'd just be like, yeah, and that's how it happened. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? It's like, wait a second. Yeah. Are we just going to dismiss this, this, that, and the other thing? You know. So do you think he was like, after he shit himself, he was like, I'm just going to give him this patent so they get out of here? No, this is where, this is where I see evil at work. Okay coming from my perspective of things Mm -hmm. as I am now, Mm -hmm. that's where I see evil at work. Cause we've always said on this show through demonology and everything else. And and this is where I got to laugh at everybody. It's like, I didn't see this coming. It's like, dude, the devil is not going to come to you in horns. The devil's going to come to you as your grandma, your Your sweet Mima. Yep. And you're just going to fall right in there. Your Mima, your, your Papa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the devil's going to show up. In just a beautiful story, mm-hmm. you know, or something that comforts you. Yep. You know, anything that's a good, a good thing. They're not going to come as this evil horned, warded up looking beast, you know. It, Thank you. That doesn't sell. No. You know, and, but that's the lure that comes in and this comes into free will and what you do with your free will. You know, this is where it like. We're talking good and evil stuff right here. Basic yes. good and evil. And I've always had this stance where if you believe in evil, there has to be a good force. And if you believe in a good force, there has to be an evil force. Well, it's the world is, it's it's balanced. So you can't have the light without the dark. You can't have good without the bad. So if you, you can't just inherently believe yeah. that we have this bright, shiny world with just good people in it, mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way. Well, no, it can work that way, but your free will comes with a price. Mm-hmm. It's either a good price or a bad price, but your free will is gets you where you are, yes. whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. whether you want to accept it or not. I mean, take an alcoholic, for example. Right. When you go... Into AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, the first thing they have you doing is accepting that you're an alcoholic. Right. You have to say, hi, my name is Frank Tuart. I'm an alcoholic. Yes. Hi, Frank. 
you know, right. and, yeah. but that's, that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the whole thing of making that decision. It's a free will decision to maneuver you in a direction. So if you're at Alcoholics Anonymous and you claim, you know, you announce yourself as an alcoholic, you're moving in the right direction of the program to help you, to heal you, mm-hmm. to save you. Yes. Where if you deny that and you're in there, that's a decision you can make. Correct. You can you can say, no, my name's just Frank, and skip the whole al- I'm an alcoholic part. Oh, I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's two words. It's not hard to say physically. You know, like physically, it's not hard to say I'm an alcoholic. Right. But the free will and decision-making process to say I'm an alcoholic, that creates a ton of energy. Right. And it's the same thing with these Ouija boards and spirit boards or witch boards or whatever. You're making that decision for yourself, and it'll take you down the road. This is where I actually, like, I turned around from part one. Part one, I was like, the science is crazy. There's got to be something there, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I really think there is the subconscious motor movement of where you move yourself. It's like the person that goes to church every week mm-hmm. and claims himself as the good tr- Christian, does confession, goes through, prays every day, but is a fucking asshole every day of the week. How about Gary Ridgway? You know, who was a serial killer, yeah. attending church, leading church groups, mm-hmm. and yeah. in his off hours, he was uh yeah, killing women. No, and that's and that's the thing is like everybody thinks that oh, they just think that it's magically going to work. No, it doesn't work that way. It's it's a free will decision to do bad things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it pulls at your true nature of yourself. Are you after joy? Are you after just joy for joy's sake? Mm-hmm. Because you can experience joy in a lot of ways that are terrible. Yeah. Ultimately, it'll ruin you and take all the joy away from you. Right. But in a, in a point of it, you're getting joy as a receipt. Right. You know, as a receipt of the transaction, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But there's another way to go to, towards joy that's positive mm-hmm. and more productive. Right. And I think these machines here, I call them machines, but these devices, I think they give you the permission to go down this because it's giving you validation. So here's a story of that. The herd case. Yes. And this is where I see a board giving you validation of something that you'd normally would not trust your instincts on. Mm -hmm. So Kansas City, 1935. The Ouija board told Nellie Hurd that her 77-year-old husband, Herbert, was cheating on her with the wife of a neighbor and buried $15,000 somewhere in the backyard. So the Ouija board's just too much for Nellie, and soon enough, she's just completely under the spell. She believed every word it said. Of course. At night, she would sneak in, knock Herbert out, by striking him on the head with a butt of a pistol. And she's trying to get him to confess. So she'd whip him with knotted rope. She'd stab him with a knife. Sometimes she even burned his feet with like a hot poker from a stove. And these beatings continued for years until one night he manages to free himself from his bonds. He took the pistol, shot his wife three times, and uh, the police arrested Herbert in his underwear. 
And then uh, after days of kind of just sorting out and corroborating the story and all that, he was released and the murder charges were against him were dropped. But it's like, that's where you have somebody that's imagining this stuff or is, or is thinking something's wrong. And then this board gives the validation to that idea. And that's evil to me. And that's where I balance with the science. I think the science is kind of the subconscious leading in that direction. But I also think there's an evil force that comes in and just takes a hold of this person. I was going to say, I spent, before we got into this episode, Mm -hmm. I spent a great deal of time on uh, Reddit. And they've got several Ouija groups. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. It's super alarming to me the number of people who are like so casual like i'm gonna get get into ouija what kind of board do you suggest or what kind of you know know. how should i do this what should i do and these people who are like well you know as long as you clear your space yeah and you aren't doing any drugs or alcohol and you you close out your session afterward oh you'll be fine and then there's all these other rules like you can't do it alone you can't do it in your own house but okay you're okay with doing it in somebody else's house you're okay with inviting whatever is gonna come in into that other person's house like no, it was so, it's so contradictory. And I think I've been extremely vocal on here about exactly how I feel about the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is there were several times where, you know, if I was in college, for example, where in the dorm, I think it was even my dorm room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, and there were three or four of them, and they're sitting there and they're they're asking the board questions, and the planchette's not moving, and they're like, "That's weird," but you know, I've never used it before. And then they're like, "Has anybody used one?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I have." And uh, they're like, "Well, then why don't you get down here?" So, and they're like, "Did it move? Like, did the planchette move?" And I'm like, "Yes, it did. It did move." And I barely even touched. Like, I think I had maybe two fingers barely on that planchette, and all of a sudden, it's going around the board, mm-hmm. and they're like, "You're moving it," and I'm like, "No, I'm not." Yeah. And at one point, I took my hands off. And it it moved for a little bit, and then it stopped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, clearly there's some sort of connection here, and I, that's not a connection that I want. I don't want that board to See, be comfortable that's with That's what me. I think is, you know, back to, like, our demonology and demons episode. Like, you, it's just waiting for the invitation. Yes. And that was the invitation mm-hmm. to get you in there. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. But, uh, well, it's not for whatever reason. It's the validation. Yes. They were not in belief of that until you touched it. Yeah. And to me, I think demons are that smart. 
It was hundred percent. It was Lorraine Warren who said a quote, and I'm I'm gonna have to paraphrase it because I don't know it exactly. But she said, "Demons are old, yes, and been around a long time, and they know way more than you do. You know, they're they're an old enemy or something like that. I, they're the oldest. Yeah, I forget the quote They've of it. They've been but, here before us, but they're old enemies. You know, yeah. and like, and they're very wise or something. I can't remember the exact quote of it. Well, but, I don't know if you know this about me, but I have uh, read a book called The Encyclopedia of Demons and Demonology by Rosemary Ellen Guiley. Yeah, our favorite. I don't know if you've ever heard of our it. Our favorite, yeah. But. I mean, it's literally an encyclopedia broken out mm-hmm. by the num- the known demons from A to Z, mm-hmm. and it clearly tells you where this demon falls in the hierarchy of hell, which I think at some point we should probably do that, do an episode on that. No, it's definitely a future episode we're looking yes. at. Because I, I look at that also as a, a bit of... Like people who claim to know certain things about things, I just have a hard time reaching there about it. But you know? I also get okay, this is this is gonna get probably uncomfortably religious for a moment. Well, yeah. But if you take into consideration that by knowing the demon's name, you have power. Because if you have that power and you know its name, you can cast it out in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So if we take into consideration the number of exorcisms that have been completed since the time of Jesus, I can see how, yeah, we would have a catalog of demons' names. I could understand that, but even on the basis of it to dip into the religious bit of it all these uh all these priests and all these bishops that are experienced with exorcism and have written books and all that stuff they just say you just got to turn to Christ yes and that's all you need yes and at the end of the day yes yeah and that's the that's the thing is that's all you need is to turn to that and that's where i got to laugh at uh you know Religion being down for, you know, the longest time, you know, the most in a long time and all that. It's like maybe, just maybe that's the whole point. Exactly. Is to get it into this area, you know. To turn more people away from God. Yeah. And and maybe that is the end game to a certain few in the supernatural force. Correct. Uh, And and that gets into just the belief of things. I, I would never trust myself. With things like that. That's what I think is good about religion in that regard. Mm-hmm. Is it elevates you past everything here. Correct. So there's no person or government mm-hmm. or agency or group that tells you how you should feel mm-hmm. and how you should act. That's whether you're a person going into a church mm-hmm. and the church might have a little negative stuff about you. Maybe that's not a good group about, you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe unless that's you're not for you, unless you're burying people in the backyard and, you know, you're gawking at little kids all the time and sniffing them or whatever. Right, you know, yeah. I mean, that, that that's a problem. But but if you're just an average person that's in love with someone and just mm-hmm. whatever, you know, that's, you, you need to kind of shift around. Mm-hmm. But, but like, you, you know, this is where we do the whole cults thing. It's like, you know, and 
And we don't just do the weird, wacky cults of side branch out stuff. I mean, right, yeah. we did Jehovah's Witness before. I mean, yes. that's a church. That's yes. a it's a church that people go to. And, mm-hmm. and it has all the, you know, forms of Christianity in it. And, we you did know, Mormonism. And all the things of Christ and Mormonism, church. the same thing. But in these institutions and groups that get together, there's evil inside of there, too. Correct. Evil is not banished from anything. It's no. only yes. banished from your free will. It's your gift. And this goes back to, because I love that story. I know it's a bad story for you to bring up, and it's uncomfortable, of the Ouija board at college. Yeah. But but I love that story, because to me, that just shows how smart demons are. Yes. Because you had that, I'm going to repeat it again, you had that whole room yep. that just was losing faith in the idea yep. that that mechanism, that device would work. And the demon was smart enough to know, yeah. If I get her in this, mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn some heads. Yeah, this is I'm how turn some people around. This is how I get people yeah. on my end. And I know that even if it's just for a small moment, it's that little mustard seed of growth, right, and it's not yeah. just a mustard seed towards Christ, because mm-hmm. that's that mustard seed story. For if those that don't follow, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, that's all Christ. Tells needs. you that that's all you need. That's all you need, but you also need a mustard seed on the other end too mm-hmm. to distract you. Mm-hmm. And you see that with drug use. Yes, you know it just starts out with a small thing. Like people don't just walk into crystal meth. <laughs> God, I hope not. No, they just don't. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah. I've, I've and I've been around a bunch of people. You that, just don't walk out the door and that be have like used in their life and they're. Heroin. Yeah. The hardest you, you got. Just, you know, because even that, it's the pure pressure yeah. that got them into heroin. Why were they, why was the pure pressure going? Like it all rolls back to these little mustard seed moments. Yep. And and that's what started it. It's momentum. It's that little snowball that stops, you know, starts at the top of the mountain. Yes. And by the time it gets down to the mountain, it's take it's this huge ball that's taken out a whole town. But I think to call the Ouija board just a game mm. is it's grossly irresponsible. It is. It yeah. is. So the number of associated issues with using this game, for example, the movie The Exorcist is based on a guy I believe they called him Robert Doe. Robert Doe or something like that, yeah. Who was gifted a Ouija board by his aunt. Yeah. And that Ouija board is what opened him up for the possession that required him to be Mm -hmm. exercised. So it's commonly associated with the demonic and possessions and I know they say that that really didn't happen until like the 60s when, you know, the church got into it and then movies just kind of implied. But the fact remains, if these bad experiences, for example, your story that you told where this woman was convinced her husband's cheating on her and he buried money in the yard. Yeah. To the point where she's torturing the dude. Yeah. Don't tell me there wasn't some sort of influence on her. It was enough, though. That's what I'm getting is there was already a broken person in this story. True. Take the Ouija yes. board out. There was there was a problem with the couple. Mm-hmm. There was a problem with her. There was a problem with him because he didn't see it. 
Right. You know, yeah. I mean, like, there's there's more than this. Like, that's where I got to laugh when people just sit there and say, oh, the board did it. Bullshit. Yeah. The board didn't do it. There was a, a, a broken, there was a broken piece before all this. And what the board does, like in your story, it validates Yes. It. It's a validating mechanism. Correct. For a broken situation. And that's where I think that's the devil or demons at work. I, they I, thrive yes. on broken situations. They do. They, they thrive. Feed off it. Yeah, they feed off of just the broken uh, existence of things. Yes, fear, that's, negativity. That's the their angst. currency. Yes, you know that's their that's their foot in the that's their lead. Correct. Like, look at them like a traveling salesperson. Yes, and that's their lead is right. to see broken. Yes, and oh, you're broken. Well, here. Come on over here. For you. I'll help I'll you fix out. You. I'll help you out. You know, here's this magic elixir. <laughs> you know, and 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 go forth with it and and earn trust and earn earn faith into it. I'm not going to say faith, but trust. Trust in the fact that maybe yeah, this does feel good for a little bit. Mm-hmm. This does feel right. Or just some validation of things right. that you're doing. Yeah, you know, I am having a hard time and that's where I always have a problem with I know it's a tricky word, but it's just my problem with two things is pride and envy. Mm-hmm. They're my two. They're my two things that I have a problem with it. And pride will get you so far into trouble. Yes. And you don't know it until it's too late. Correct. Because your pride goeth before the fall. Yeah, but you're you're fueling yourself up. Correct. With, yes. And you're generating all of this great enthusiasm for yourself without really looking at where you're walking and where you're right, going yes. and it's just, you know, bolstering yourself up. And, and this, again, I'm going to get a bit religious on it. It's the exact opposite of how Christ and God and all that works. Right. It's, you know, no, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about everything else. You know, right, you see yeah. someone suffer, you go over to there and this is, it's this big problem I have with this whole self selfie era we're in yeah. where it's just me, 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 me. Right. Here's my social media presence, and there's 400 pictures of me. The same picture. Yeah. The same picture of me. It's like, all right, yeah, I get it. This is the viewpoint of you as a selfie. Yes. Is there any other picture you can take of yourself, or is this all? Or how about any other picture you can take? Yeah, but it's the new mirror. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was always that person, like, I remember growing up that was always staring at the mirror, Mm -hmm. you know, and either doing something with their hair or just, mm-hmm. you know, just infatuated yeah. with yeah. themselves. And that's true pride. Yes. That's true. Like I said, I know it's a kind of finicky word these days, but like true pride, that's that person who can't stop staring, like can't walk past a mirror without looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's impossible. Yeah. And now with selfie phone, you know, phones with a selfie camera, right. you know, that's front facing the, camera. Yeah. Front facing camera. That's the, that's the new mirror. Right. Yeah. You know, and you can just literally in your hand. Yeah. And moments notice. Take one. Oh, I don't like that one. I'll take this one. And and that pride will get you into trouble. It and, does. And envy fuels that mechanism as well. They go yeah. hand in hand. They do. Envy and pride. So the church takes a strong, hard line on all things occult. And while no. they do not mention the Ouija board specifically, like by name, mm-hmm. it would fall under the category of divination, yeah. which is in this occult category. Yeah. And just because something is sold in a store does not make it safe or harmless, I submit to you Zyrtec, 
sold in a store for years, and now they're like, oops, causes stomach cancer. <laughs> so I'm going to quote from Amazing Catechists. The church takes these things very seriously. Many good Catholics will, quote unquote, play with the board claiming that it is a harmless toy and that they don't believe in it. But disbelief in the spirits that use the board does not mean that they don't exist or that they don't believe in you. Yeah. How many people do not believe in God yet know that he exists? These demons prey on people's ignorance and can use the board to easily possess people. Father Thomas Outenurer, exorcist and author of Exorcism and the Church Militant, has said many times and in many interviews that as many as 90% of the cases of possession he encounters began with a Ouija board. This makes that, you know, the pink board for the girls or yeah. the Barbie board or, you know, the the board everywhere. Yeah. That's, you know, and they're marketed to children, yeah. by the way. It's one of the scariest things you could possibly have or make available to your children. So I personally get the desire to try and consult the spirits or to talk to a deceased loved one, perhaps. But you don't need a tool or implement to achieve this result. True. You can simply talk to your loved one anytime, anywhere. And I mention this, while you likely will not get a response by simply talking to your dead loved one, they will hear what you express. And if you need a response, try asking for a sign as an answer to your request or your question. So I was listening this past week to a podcast on uh, BCC, mm -hmm. and they had Linda the ghost hunter as a guest. Yeah. She is, shocker, a ghost hunter, but she specializes in clearing haunted children. And she will also clear residences. And she is super adamant. She was quite adamant that she is against the use of the Ouija board, period. And her points were, it's frequently associated with her worst cases. So why take that risk? Because you can't vet what's on the other side of that board. No. You can't vet that that spirit who's claiming to be your dead grandmother is your dead grandmother. Yeah. And knowing the history of this board and the many associated issues of possession, poltergeist, infestation issues, why take such an unnecessary risk? And she was the one who actually suggested, you want to talk to the spirits? Go ahead. Yeah. Just wherever you are, you're in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. Hey, Grandma, just want you to know I love you and I'm thinking about you. Yeah. She's like, it can be as simple as that. She's like, don't even bother with something like this. She goes, I can't tell you how many times. See, I think this is where you get into the whole human nature bit of once you say, don't do this. Oh, I got to do this. You know, especially with kids. Yeah. There's this whole risk taking thing that mm -hmm. kids do. And as you get older, your risk taking diminishes more and more. You take less risk. You but know? like, as you said, and it's, Evil isn't going to come to you oh. with the horns and leather face with a chainsaw. It's going to come to you as the form of your dearly departed granny. Well, I always say, I always say this story with, with drugs, mm -hmm. like hard drugs, yes. like Coke, yes. heroin, 
um, meth, and I I've added it now. I've added Ouija boards to this. Yeah. Name me one success story that includes that. Yeah. Name me the one success story where a Ouija board worked. Yeah. How you found your true love. How you found this and that. You know, like well, I, the Ouija board did tell Trevor that he was going to marry Amanda from Texas. Mm-hmm. But here's another thing. How do you know that the board telling you that didn't influence you to inadvertently yeah. make a prophecy come true? Again. Like, had there never been that communication it's on the board? Invitation. Yeah. And in my opinion, like, your brother was closer than I think he realized realize yeah. or needs to be because and i know he listens the, to the show the next but... session that they used that board yeah. shit went awry Great. and it went awry and almost again, immediately and again this is just like your story that you said yeah. it's forming the trust yes gaining yes. the trust there's this uh saying and a lot of people know it but for those that don't building rapport mm-hmm Building rapport is used on so many levels. It's used with salespeople. Yes. It's used with people going on dates. Yes. Guys guys who chase women, that is a statement, building rapport. Yes. You know, I know women don't want to hear this, but I think you need to hear it. Right. There's guys there that are on a mission to just get you. Yes. They don't know what getting you is. Right. But they just... It's Gotta the, have you. No, it's a hunter-gatherer thing. Yeah. I, like, people don't want to admit this stuff. Yes. It's like it's deep in the DNA. Oh, yeah. It's deep in the biology of people, for Christ's yes. sakes. You know, and, and there's building rapport. Go ahead on YouTube and, like, look at these videos. Yeah. I laugh because they're hysterical. It's like... You know, here's this guy, oh, I'll help you find any woman you're after and all that. But yeah. it's all, even the women say it, build rapport. Yes. Get them comfortable. Yep. Get them comfortable. Talk, listen to things that they're talking about. Yes. And, and, you know, keep it going in the story in their favor and all that. Yep. And it's like humans do this to each other. Yes. So you mean to tell me that a bad force of evil doesn't have this idea down? Well, you know, let's give me talk a break. About... So that's your brother there. Yeah. We're enough to get him and everyone else in there. Yep. That's it. And here mm-hmm. it is. The story's still being told to this day. Right, yeah. That's the value it has. Yes. And I always joked about this. One day I was golfing with Phil. Mm-hmm. And we were out just golfing, having a good time, per the usual deal of golfing. Mm-hmm. And we were talking one day. I forget how the conversation started. But I would turn to him. I go, you know, I said, I've had a ton of great shots in golf ton of them mm-hmm. hundreds of them maybe even thousands i said but the ones i remember the most were the worst ones ever right and phil turned to me and he goes yeah he goes man because i remember i had and he explained this putt yep. that he had and it just didn't work out and i go yeah i go how long ago was that he goes fuck man he goes probably 15 20 years i yeah. said yeah and you remember that like it was yesterday yeah it's like that's the effect yeah. that these things have. And so mm-hmm. like the effect of you and your college dorm. Yeah. How long ago was that? And you still carry it with you. Yeah. It has this currency. Mm-hmm. It, who knows what kind of currency it is, right. but it has a currency. It does. It yes. has a value. And yeah. the story of your brother with Amanda. I mean, like that has a value. 
still talking about it. And I guarantee everybody in that room was talking about it. You know, but they talk it about was 29 years ago. <laughs> 29 circles around. No, oh, but that's God, that's, that's uh, painful just to say. <laughs> but that's the whole point like that's what I like I really want to get across in the, some of these podcast episodes with folks. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of this stuff we do is entertainment. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff and and most of it's entertainment. We yeah. want it to be yes. entertaining. But there's episodes like this where Jen and I definitely, before we get on, we're like, we have to somehow, we don't have a strategy in this, as you well aware. <laughs> we wing every episode. Wait, what? But, we don't? But we were talking, and it's much like the other episodes like this, where it's like, we have to somehow dovetail the currency yes. of how real and how how bad this is. Yes, and like I said, I mean, there's no success story with Ouija board. Like no. even you saying yeah. about your brother. But right after that, it went to shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. and that's the point. It's the it's the open door. It's the crack. It's the it's you giving up your free will to this and saying, okay, I trust this. So, and I'm in the the Reddit. Yeah. yeah. Subgroups and there, I go into the comments because let's be honest, that's where. That's where the juicy tidbits are. Yeah. And the number of stories of people where their session, oh, you know, things just, things were fine. You know, we were three, four, five sessions in, and then all of a sudden, you know, shit started happening at the house, and it spelled out Z-O-Z-O-Z-O-Z-O, or O-Z-O-Z-O-Z. Zozo is a known thing in... The Ouija community. So if you're ever foolishly, because I've told you a million times, don't fucking do it. But if you're going to do it and Zozo appears, that's it. You're done. You don't ever get to use that board again because the minute you touch it, Zozo's going to be there. And Zozo's not a cool guy. Yeah. He's not nice. He's not kind. Again, never had a good story with Zozo. The Uh, Zozo stories always end terrible yeah it's just terrible yeah yeah and the number of times there was a story of we got so freaked out that we smashed the board Mm -hmm. or we we took the board in the backyard put it in the fire pit and tried to light it on fire or we got two cans of lighter fluid we put that, or the charcoal fluid, we put that on the board and we lit it on fire and we were all patting ourselves on the back. Yay, we finally got rid of it. They go back in the house and the board is sitting there perfect and pristine. Yeah. And then they're like, what the fuck did we just burn yeah. in the fire pit? There's some crazy, crazy stories. So don't tell me this is just a game. Yeah, It's, yeah. it's so much more than that. Well, you want to hear a really good story? I hope it's a good one. No, it's not. Oh, great. This is Oh, the Horror. We don't do that kind of stuff. It's not Oh, the Happy? So there's a uh, a 15-year-old. Her name's Maddie Turley. And her mother, Dorothea, used the Ouija board one night in 1933. And after the board spelled out, Daddy Must Die, Dorothea told her daughter that the board can't be denied. Again, this validation yep. Yep. of a of a problem that already exists. 
ordered Maddie to shoot her father with a shotgun. He died in the hospital from his wounds. Maddie was sent to reform school until she was 18. And then there's no records of her after that with her yeah. being younger. Yep. And uh, the mother, Dorothea, was uh, eventually charged with murder and accused of pushing basically the planchette to spell the, the message. Yeah. Coax, you know, coerc- coaxing. coercing or coaxing uh, her daughter to kill. Uh, so what makes this case interesting is this uh, case has became known as the first ever murder by Ouija board. And that's what drives me nuts with this because it's not the board that did it. No. You know, no. this is a broken person. Yes. Who, again, I I think there probably would have been something that would have went wrong anyways. Yeah. But, but like, this just shows how broken it is. Like, to use your own kid yes. to do something like yeah. that, you're... You're a piece of shit. I'll you know, you've I'll got play. a lot of you've got a lot of problems, but but the fact is is again, this is where evil at work right. creating that validation. Well, I'll play devil's advocate for a second. Yeah. What if they were both completely Yeah, or abuse normal, victims or something like whatever. that. You know, yeah. And they're using this board and things are going along hunky dory and the board has established this trust mm-hmm. and then say something like Zozo is like, daddy must die. Yeah. And the board's been telling him all these great things for mm-hmm. the last yeah. five, 10, 15 sessions. Build rapport. Yeah. 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 And then they're just like, well, shit, if the board's telling us he must be really bad. Yeah. You should probably go kill him. I mean, the fact that the mother put it on the kid. Yeah. No, it's so. That's, that's some. Bullshit right there. It's so broken. Yeah. It's so broken. Yeah. But ladies, we can do better. (laughs) Let's do better. This bullshit, it's got to stop. That's my problem with the uh, unguided spiritualism. Yes. I have no problem with spiritualism, even as religious as I am. I, you know, and I, I, you know, I don't hide it at all. I mean, I. Very outwardly with it. You're open. I mean, I'm not, you don't hear it out of me all the time. You know, right, I'm not yes. blather. I, you know, I, the type to keep it to myself, but, but I have you a real. You do blather though. Well, no, I, I do. <laughs> Just I do. kidding. Just in general. But I, I have a problem with the unguided yes. spiritualism. Like, you know, you're, if you're doing it on your own and you're not letting it go to something. Mm-hmm. And that's my, that's my kind of lastly theme here my final thought is <laughs> got all got all cherry oh springer God. it's my final thought it, so it's cherry <laughs> for two seconds i was like maury and i'm no, like no he's not no, the father it's not maury no but that's like those who are into hinduism and yes those who are into islam and christianity mm-hmm. and you know, these other types of long, long established religions mm-hmm. all have something in common. It's the releasing of an idea or thought, again, as I was saying earlier, to something above you that right. is omnipresent, right? very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, you Omnipotent. Know, and, yeah, and yeah. just guides, you know, you release that all to them. It's nothing of your own generation, mm-hmm. you know, your own idea. Yeah. 
you're you're seeking guidance, you're seeking this, but but there's a trust there, mm-hmm. and it's this big bit. The unguided spiritualism of what I call it is where people, like I have a problem with the tea leaves. I have a problem with all that stuff because it's like you're trying to play God at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the board. Mm-hmm. Like you said, and I love it from that woman. You want to talk to grandma? Just talk to her. Yeah. Yep. And here's the thing. If she doesn't answer back, that's good. Yes. Yes. That means grandma's in a place where she needs to be. Grandma moved on. Yeah. Yes. She has she has crossed, She's the, crossed. the astral plane. Doesn't mean she can't hear you. She but can hear you, But the fact is, is, you know, like every religion has that bit of rules where once they cross that plane, yeah. you shouldn't be seeing them. You shouldn't right, be, yes. you know. They, the, they're they on their next phase yeah. of existence. And yeah. And, and, and that's. Uh, Who are you to mess with Mima's heaven? Well, that's how I look at it personally. Yeah. Like I talk to my grandfather a lot. I always yeah. have. He passed away a long time ago. My grandma I and still, grandpa are together with Chico, yeah, the and dog. That's how I look at it. Is my grandfather, my grandfather adored my grandmother, mm-hmm. worshipped her. Mm-hmm. Just everything was for her. Yeah. I, I just, that was the first time as a kid that I just saw this beautiful devotion to another mm-hmm. person. And I often say to myself all the time, it's just, uh, you know, I'll be going through something or whatever. But like deep down, I'm like, I just am really hoping that they're reunited up there. Yes. You know, or there, just yes. out there. They're Together. reunited and they're, yes. they're both in their just like happiest point of existence mm-hmm. and they're doing these things. And, and that's where I, yeah, I don't want to hear from. If I heard from my grandfather, I'd be scared. Yeah. I'd be scared more ways than just the demon weird stuff. Yeah. I'd be like, why am I hearing from you? Yeah. Where are you? Are you in trouble? Yeah. I guess I got to pray for you yeah. more. Yeah, how many more prayers you know, do I got to do, I got to pray G-Pop. for you more, you know? And that's that's where I find it strange when people are like, oh, no, I heard my husband or I heard this. And it's like, did you? Was that your husband? Yeah. You know, because... I can get hearing from your loved one, like if they have just died, like you haven't even been notified yet. Yeah. It is not uncommon no, for not them uncommon. to appear mm-hmm. and to either just appear or yeah. to tell you, I love you and then go. Yeah. That's not uncommon. Yeah. But if grandma's been gone for a year or more and all of a sudden she appears I'm going to be concerned. Yeah. Yeah. And then be after, like, and here's the thing. After, am I going now? After all this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, I, yeah. I, I, I am full on board with what you're talking about, where the moment of passing away mm-hmm. and there's this moment yep. within say the, an hour or whatever, mm-hmm. just that, yeah. that moment, but fucking 10 years later, and then all of a sudden you're hearing from a relative? No, thank you. No way. No way, Jose. No, no. way. I'm not buying it. Yeah. I'm not buying it at all. And and but No, thank you. But again, that's taking the emotions of somebody yeah. and 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 using that. Yeah. Building rapport. Yeah. It's uh 
yeah, it's scary stuff. And I, I like talking about these once in a while, but they're exhausting because it gets deep, you know. So I was telling you how I, I listen to all of these podcasts, and mm-hmm. one of them, they have these clips that they play over and over again. And there's this one guy who goes, don't do it as bad. So, guys, don't do it as bad. <laughs> so do you have more stuff to no, add on this? All right. So for a uh, don't do it. It's bad <laughs> for another pitch on this again, because they were just we had a great time with it. And again, I'm going to share some photos on the Facebook group, but it's the Salem Witchboard Museum. And they are located at 127 Essex Street, Salem, Mass, located inside. Remember Salem. Yes. If you're in Salem, definitely check them out. I think, uh, yeah, there are hours on their site here. Uh, 11 to 8, uh, except Saturday. Uh, 11 to 6. So it's uh, definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if they do have extended hours, though, for the month of October. Yeah. Yeah. Usually that's the case. Yeah. They, but but yeah. just the month of October. <laughs> yeah. But just to see the history of it and see the different types of boards. Yes. They you can even... see it hasn't really changed much. Not much. No. And then uh, another cool thing to see with it is uh, I mean, it was just in a cool room to begin with. But the uh, they actually had the printing plates, right? Like the plates that Bill is. So it, it's it's just a historical yes. standpoint. It's a great collection and um, definitely worth a stop. And then I'm looking at the uh, the page because I want to make sure it's right. They the way they have it framed for the form is: uh, Do you have a witchboard story you wish to share or a board you want to remove from your home? Please fill out the form. Right. And it's uh, your name, email, and a subject of message. Right. Pretty pretty harmless. Yep. So with that being said, where are we heading next week, Jen? We are going to talk about the Grim Reaper, a.k.a. Death himself. Yeah. Yeah. Or herself. Depends. Or Norm MacDonald. (laughs) I always like Norm MacDonald as the Grim Reaper. That's a... I see the... I see the Grim Reaper kind of in death, and I think it was very much influenced by Supernatural, where death is that fourth horseman of the apocalypse, and he rides the pale horse, and his minions are the Reapers, and the Reapers go and harvest the souls. I really, really liked the take that Supernatural had on the Grim Reaper. Don't worry, we're gonna talk about it at length. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because I it's worth talking about. Yeah, I think they like just nailed that idea and concept. Too. And yeah. if and if not, it's one of the best takes on it. Honestly. Yeah, if not, I just I love the take they had on it. Yeah, I thought it was great, and we can't talk about it because we got to yes, save yes, it. Yes, That's yes, uh, yes. But I'm very excited. Very excited with that. And uh, most likely, what's going to take place is uh, you're going to get an extra episode this week with Grim Reaper. A boner episode? It's going to come sooner because uh, you guys yeah. are are missing out. We had our technical. We had issue. our technical issue, and we've been a, a week behind. So we're gonna we're, we're gonna get to, you caught up. Trying to get this caught up because we have a October block, so we to speak. We do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's good. I mean, you missed out on one earlier in the year, um, and we never really caught up. 
on the rotation of it. We gypped you. So now we're just going to make we're yeah. going to make you whole. So we're just going to slide that in. Yeah. So you might get a cool uh, hump day or Thursday yeah. uh, getting an extra episode of uh, the Grim Reaper. All right. And then uh, we'll announce then the continuing episode the next of episode. where we're going. Correct. Which would be Cult of the Month, I believe, right? It is. Yes, it is. So that's the only teaser we're going to give. Cult, 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 <laughs> cult. Hey, it's been under good demand, so. Yeah, uh, so. Uh, doesn't look like we're going to be. Doesn't look like cults are going anywhere, We're going to be folks. going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so <laughs> many. I was going to say, hopefully there's enough to pick from. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, rule number one. I can't say this enough there's a reason why this is rule number one no ouija boards correct number two no dolls three no capes i don't know which is worse the ouija board or the dolls what if there was a doll with a cape holding onto a ouija board fuck that shit (laughs) four no blood rituals five no cults satanic or otherwise number six no apathy you need to act to help enact a positive change in this world you can volunteer at a humane society an animal shelter Mm -hmm. donate they always need bleach paper towels kitty litter they can always use that stuff yeah yeah you know little bits help your own help and if you can't afford volunteer your time yeah yeah. You can find an hour. I know you can. Not even an hour. Just help someone. Yes. Help someone load groceries in yes. their car. Yes. You know, help somebody bring. Help somebody across the street. Yeah. Or when they're bringing their cart back, just yeah. say, hey, I'll take I'll that take for you. I'll take that for you. you. And just do it out of nowhere. Because yeah. what it does is it's it's it brings this whole thing of, oh, there are nice people around. Yes. And it's contagious. It is. It's it really very is. contagious. And if you start doing it. And like I said, doing we've said it before, like you do it without trying to get caught. Like don't do it to get caught. Right. Like do it in secret. Yes. Just do you it know, for yourself. Or just do it. Yes. You know, just do it to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't care if anybody's looking around or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's contagious. It yes. really truly is. It'll catch on. Yeah. And that's how the rule works. It is. Next rule. <sighs> Don't let the black-eyed children, don't no. look at them. Just don't engage. Should we just put don't engage with the black-eyed children? I just love how we have a rule of help everybody. Except black-eyed children. And then we just turn right around and be like, wait a second, black-eyed children. Nope. Nope. I wouldn't be at all surprised if a black-eyed child was communicating through a Ouija board. Do you want, do you want them to? Talking to you. Holding a doll with a cape. Uh, Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Doing a blood ritual. That's what we need for a graphic. Once we get the other rules, we got to figure out how to combine all the rules into like. Into one thing. One, one yeah. object. Yeah. You know what? Then we're going to have like haunted tumblers and mugs. I don't, I don't like that. No. no. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't I don't know. think we should provide portals of evil yeah, to our I think these our rules listeners. weren't a good idea. We weren't thinking. I think we really did think this yeah. through. Like, if you don't do these things, I think you're fine. No, they're good tenants. Yeah. You know, but, and the last eight. Just fucking listen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. And on that note, thanks for listening, <laughs> thanks, folks. Guys. We yeah. really appreciate it. We uh, do. 
we always love the the bump and growth we see uh, during this time of the year. It's encouraging. Uh, well, it's just cool because uh, we know there's more people out there that are into it. Yes. Um, of course, we love our fanatics that stick we with do. us year round. We do. You guys rock. That's yeah, uh, do. But you here's know. the thing. Let's not make it just fall, just this one time of year. Mm-hmm. You know, well, knowledge yeah. is power. You got seasonal people, though, babe. I respect that. All right. You got people that get their Christmas on and then they're doing this or doing that. You know. Let's give Thanksgiving some props, I, can we? I like the fanatics, I do. But what I've really, really, truly enjoyed, I would just want to give a shout out to everyone that's kind of hung in there with us. Uh, the ones that hung in right from the beginning, we're very, very appreciative of it. We are. We've been seeing this nice increase in organic growth. Steady grow. That has been uh, amazing. And uh, we just thank you for sticking with us and, and putting up with us. Because I, I, mean, I mean, we can be a handful of times. We can be. We, we get a little rant-tastical. We get it. Yeah, we get it. It's, uh... So with that being said, have a beautiful day, a lovely week. And please, for the love of God, meet the Jesus. Take care.